1: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
2: Oh, it's our fluorescent pocket protectors! It's time for Must Have Seen TV, the podcast dedicated to the sitcoms of the 20th century from I Love Lucy to News Radio, and I'm your host, Brett White. And I'm also a reporter, producer for Decider.com, and you are now in part three of the quarantine era of must have seen TV where I'm just recording as many episodes as possible because I miss my friends and you guys miss the podcast and we all need something to just uh distract ourselves with. So no music, no audio cues, just great conversation with people that you're gonna love hearing from. And two of those people are here today.
1: Hall of Fame returning guests. Pat Bayer. Oh, heck yeah. Just have the save by the bell theme playing in your head right now. Yeah. <laughs> and Bridget Fitzgerald.
3: Saxophone solo. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my god. Well, welcome. Uh happy, happy pandemic. <laughs>
1: yeah. Okay.
3: Yeah, the merry Zoom meeting to us all. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, I mean, how many different um video chat softwares have y'all used in the past month?
1: Well, this is my first Skype call in a while. (laughs) I'm Uh, digging through the archives. I'm pulling back the oldies. Yeah, uh, but Zoom, Google Hangouts, Discord, uh, FaceTime. So, yeah, this is number five.
3: I have not tried Discord. I have not done that. But I have to say, I've been seeing so many friends lately just this way. Just so many. And it's keeping me sane. Yeah. Thank God for whoever... It is
2: this weird magic. thing where, like, my schedule has been more busy? Has been I've been busier since the pandemic? <laughs> In a weird way. Because otherwise, like, the, the stakes are I either have to stay busy or I will have, like, what happened last night where I, like, kind of had a mental breakdown. Like, mm. you know, it's like you have to... I, yeah, you got to keep
3: busy. Got to keep busy. This is why both have that wheel. You know,
2: (laughs) and we are now all gerbils in the wheel. But you know what? We're not staying in April 2020 for long, because this week we are going to be traveling to November 10th, 1990. Child's Play 2 ruled the box office. Love (laughs) Takes Time by Mariah Carey topped the charts. And NBC aired the Saved by the Bell episode, Model Students. Pat and Bridget, you must have seen Model Students before
1: today. Yeah.
3: It's freaky how much that comes back watching model students. I was like, holy crow, I remember this. Why do I remember this?
1: <laughs> yeah, I uh, I definitely like, I mean, I am uh, old. So I watched <laughs> Good Morning, Miss Bliss when it was called that. Uh, I remember when NBC was airing uh, Saved by the Bell Saturday mornings and had mm-hmm. like, Weird interstitials where they like hosted the cartoons.
3: Oh um,
1: that but this is like Good Morning Miss Bliss almost air, like right after that. So it's yeah, them this and is... they So like they're still writing Screech as a genius, um <laughs> uh and not as uh, just a weirdo uh like he is in this episode. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this I, is it, depending
2: yeah. on whether or not. So like if you're watching it on Hulu, it's in season 3 because they count Good Morning Miss Bliss as season 1, yeah. but if you were just talking about Saved by the Bell, this is season 2 of Saved by the Bell and in the first half of season 2 of Saved by the Bell. All
3: right. Sorry. For those of us who don't know Good Morning Miss Bliss, what is that teacher I have a question? Oh, what is okay.
1: that? Okay. Okay. So, Bridget. Um Saved by the Bell is not an original program. It is. What? It is a modification. <laughs> it is a spin-off slash, uh, re uh, vamp, reboot of a show called Good Morning, Miss Bliss, which aired <laughs> on the Disney Channel. Haley Mills, the original Parent <laughs> Trap, right? So, so it had Haley Mills, Mr. Belding, and some okay. other teachers, and it was her dealing with a rambunctious young group of. Uh, like middle star, uh, interme- intermediate schools, like seventh or eighth graders. Yeah, and it was mm- Slater,
2: Screech, Zach, and was, Lisa.
1: Right? No, it was no, uh, Slater. wasn't It was just Screech, Screech, Zach, and Zach, Lisa, and Lisa, and then uh, an Italian young man who was not Slater, and <laughs> a bookwormish brunette, uh, who was basically Kelly and Lisa, or Kelly and uh, Jesse, uh, Jesse. Um, but and, and certainly the love interest, and it was mostly about Miss Bliss. But like when they
2: were selling Saved by the Bell into syndication, they were like, "Oh, oh shit, ah, we need more, that- <laughs> we need more episodes," and so they just like retroactively, like they added the Saved by the Bell theme song onto Good Morning, Miss Bliss.
1: And they also did a um, a, if you watched like syndicated. And you saw Saved by the Bell, but it was them as kids, you would also get Zach at the beginning expl- like kind of being like, oh, I remember when this happened. Yeah. As if the episode you're about to watch is a flashback, even though it is just old footage. Yeah. Bridget.
3: <laughs> Fair. Like – he kind of did that at the beginning of this episode. Like he yeah. kind of monologues at the beginning of it, has his Zach moment, and then he also monologues kind of in the middle of it too, yeah. a little bit. When we were like, "I feel bad about blah blah blah," who talks to themselves like that? He does.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, it is canonical that Zach has magic powers. Um, those abilities to monologue <laughs> uh, to, to to he does a oh, timeout and time it out, works. Yeah. In one later episode, after they kind of dropped it as they got older in high school, there's an episode where he does time out and leaves the room and then does time in. And they're all like, where did Zach go? So it is canon. That's insane. Yeah. It's not (laughs) just in his head. It's not just a – it is a device. Zach Morris is a warlock. But Zach Morris is magic. I did not –
3: from his giant phone. That yeah. part I remember. <laughs> giant locker phone. I did I, not grow I, up watching this. Cordless phones. I miss you. You're so beautiful. <laughs>
1: yeah, I I, watched, yeah, I watched this I show. I watched
2: cartoons on Saturday morning. So okay. if it was a live action ah. human on Saturday morning, I did not want anything to do with it. So I watched this a lot in reruns on like TBS.
3: Can I be honest about this? Watching it now, I'm like... Wow, I was sure, sure gullible the first time I watched this. Because, like, (laughs) how did they not know that Screech is taking photos of them in the pool? Like, how cloudy is this water? You don't see a man in full scuba gear. But at the time that I watched it, I was like, makes sense. Yeah, checks out. Also, those girls are posed in every single, quote-unquote, candid photo. I'm like... (laughs) Girl, you know someone needs to talk
2: to the perfect. swim coach of like, why are you making your team pose like that before the meet? Um. Uh,
1: that Lisa pose is unbelievable. She's like <laughs> waving. Yeah. It's like no. Uh, I appreciate that they didn't even use any of the girls because this is too early in the in this in the show for them to have reoccurring background characters. The nerds in this episode never appear again. No. We don't get my favorite background two of my favorite background characters uh the queen of the nerds she has not arrived yet uh and we don't have the black nerd with the really deep voice which for some reason is very funny to the audience
3: (laughs) guys guys, Uh. question both of you did you stop when you were watching because i stopped and i hit the back button that's on hulu right now so i could see the credits one of the nerds is like i think it's like norman Nerdman or something is his last name (laughs)
1: guys, treat yourself. <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't look at the cast list. Uh, uh, so, this yeah. week
2: on Must FC TV, we will be talking about the Save by the Bell episode, Model Students. It is the 10th episode of season two or three, depending on where you're watching it. <laughs> and it was written by RJ Collieri and Michael Porriase and directed by Don Barnhart. And here's how Hulu describes the episode. Zach convinces Belding to fire the nerds who own the student store. The gang reopens the store, but unfortunately, no one wants to come in.
1: Pat and Bridget, how accurate is that description? I mean, it's what happened in the first five minutes of the episode. Yeah, yeah
3: I <laughs> describe Act 1 and none of what the title is from. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I
2: think this Hulu intern just watched literally like the first minute and then was like, cool, I got it. It's-
3: but I'm fine with that because honestly, like, if you go and compare it to like CBS, how they handle Big Brother episodes, like some <laughs> of them are just plain showing who got evicted That's over cool. the and I'm like, why are you doing this? Like, the last episode of season 10 shows who Ollie voted for with the key. And I was just like, you don't need to do this. That's, no, don't put <laughs> spoilers <laughs> in the synopsis. Yeah. So
2: necessary. the opening credits, of course, the Save by the Bell theme song is iconic. So, like, watching it as, like, fully formed adults, like, how do we feel about the opening credits of Save by the Bell?
1: <laughs> I like that it has animation uh, in it. I've always found that to be very charming. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. It does take place in school, and so the song, like, kind of works. It makes sense. Yeah. It is a
2: weird, like, rockabilly kind of... It's kind of like this holdover of, like, the 80s when they were really obsessed with, like, 50s rock. Yeah. Like, Back to the Future, kind of. Like, there is, like, this, like... Like, when it should be, like, a New Jack swing-taunt, like, song what? if it's really late 80s, early 90s. <laughs> I mean,
3: they are kind of happy-dazing it, you know, where yeah. they have, like... Cafe where they meet together as the friends. And isn't that <laughs> 50s type deal too? I don't Sled know. The, the to me is one of the most iconic places of
1: this show. Uh, yeah. Saved by the Bell is outside of the fashion. It is basically a late 80s show, not an early 90s show. Yeah. Uh, because also everyone who's writing on it was maybe a little was a little older than their friends probably in the 80s, but, like, definitely are not, like, do not understand anything about 90s kids or teens. (laughs) So they're just writing, like, mid-80s stuff, and it just, like, yeah. You tell me 92, you could tell me 88, and I would believe you.
2: Yeah, this is 19, this is, like, November 1990, and it is so, it does look very, like, 88 to 92 is, like, this kind of, amorphous (laughs) amorphous <laughs> everything is neon all the pants are huge like
3: <laughs> pants are huge and amazing even the ones on hot slater i was like oh slater you would never get away with those, those slater's pants, now. pants. i love like the the cartooniness of the opening I, yeah. it feels like a, at a garfield cartoon that's what it looks yeah. like to me
2: This feels very Garfield in (laughs) France. Yeah,
1: it it feels like they're like, well, we can't do Degrassi. We cannot do (laughs) what other countries do, which is have teen dramas that are like realistic and interesting and engaging. We can't do that. But we can do like a live action cartoon of what high school is. I think we can do that. (laughs)
2: Written by 50 year old men.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
2: (laughs) So Um, the episode opens up in the Bayside school store. Now, did y'all have school stores? Like, that
3: seems like a thing, right? That's a college thing. That's not a,
2: a high school thing. Uh, we had but, a school uh, supplies thing in our high school, but it was literally like you went up to the accountant and like she had one of those like half doors, you know? And you'd be like, mm-hmm. I need pencils. And she would just like sell you pencils for it. Like It wasn't a store that you walked in that had employee opportunities like kelly was there and she's like i can't quit because i need money like she was getting paid to work at the school store
1: um kelly needing money is an ongoing plot point in the show (laughs) and i appreciate that it's this early in the show she that's why she works at the max that's why she's trying a bunch of different things uh she always is looking for work because uh she's got a single father and a big family uh so i appreciate that Mm. that is their lead in um I have yeah, my school had a school store it was only open like during sporting events because it was run by like the moms of the different like yeah. sports clubs. So it and wasn't it, like
2: a cabal of nerds that were running your school store.
1: No, it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't uh I appreciate that it's that uh the location they put it in you can see the um uh the awards behind it
2: mm-hmm. which
1: tells you that it's that weird hallway they don't actually go down Yeah, uh, because this oh, uh yeah. spoiler alert you're never going to see the school store again. No, of course not. <laughs> that is not a thing that ever, com- uh, as far as I can remember, ever comes up again.
2: So the school store is, it is floundering because again, a cabal of nerds, like cartoonish 1950s. I don't know where this stereotype started. Nerds, like nerd nerds, nerd bombers.
1: Uh, these are nerds out of the past in Back to the Future.
2: Yeah. And they've just been dropped time yeah. travel- wise, which honestly Zach can't control time, so yeah maybe, <laughs> maybe Zach is just pulling us. in tropes from other decades with his temporal <laughs> anom- anomaly powers. Uh, they're super excited because the shipment of fluorescent pocket protectors has arrived. Woohoo <laughs> Would you all, all like fluorescent explain. pocket protectors?)
3: I'm- <laughs> Would I wear a fluorescent pocket protector? I don't know that I have a shirt with pocket. Maybe (laughs) I have one. I have a flannel somewhere. I don't know that I'd need a pocket protector because I don't think my pen would leak. I don't think I would put a pen in a pocket enough to do that.
2: Yeah, leaky pens is not really a problem anymore. Huh? Leaky pens isn't really a problem anymore, I feel like.
1: Not
3: a problem. More people type, I think, than use pens on the
1: daily. Hey, why are these nerds so mean to the most popular girl and most beautiful girl in school? They are dismissive <laughs> they, and horrible to Kelly they immediately. Hate Kelly. They're yeah. like, What why did why did they hire her? They must have had something to do with her getting hired. And it are, is where there are three of
2: them and it's like there's no customers. So yeah. like why do they need why can't one of them work the cash register that no one is buying anything at?
1: They are <laughs> I, as I said, there is the, uh, Violet, the Queen of the Nerds, who is introduced far later as a minor character in the show. Um she is like confident in because she is Queen of the Nerds. Uh <laughs> but these nerds uh they go they are horrible to Kelly and terrified of AC Slater. Just unbelievably scared of AC Slater. Hell
3: yeah. Also, can I point out They know what he's packing underneath those giant sleeves of his. Like, why didn't he come in in, like, his ripped shirt or something to show but he didn't have to because these nerds are, they know what what he's uh, packing. That guy's
2: packing. There's a a frame photo of Mr. Rogers, and, like, Zach points it out, and Slater picks it up, and then a siren goes off. They run over and then, like, accuse accuse Slater of shoplifting, which is, like, I don't know, kind of racial profiling in a way. It's, like, the only...
1: uh, this isn't the college years, so we, we think that A.C. Slater is Italian at this point. He has been uh, a Mexican this whole time, and we don't know that until the college <laughs> years.
2: He was a secret Italian?
1: Yes. Well, the, j- there's a joke in the college years that just like, I always thought he was Italian, which <laughs> because they never decided. Because he's an <laughs> army brat, so you don't know yeah, where he, he's yeah. from.
2: He grew up everywhere.
1: Uh, uh, <laughs> although his dad in the in the high school is definitely a Puerto Rican actor. and <laughs> They never mention it. It's uh, all over the map. I know too much about this show and I do apologize.
3: I feel like he is the reason why I wouldn't have watched this Miss Bliss thing. If there's no Mario Lopez, I am not on board. <laughs>
2: His <laughs> like, dimples I'm, are insane.
1: I watch. Uh, while I do dislike the misogyny that is rampant throughout <laughs> all of this show. <laughs> constantly. Oh, oh, totally. I am obviously, obviously anti all of that. (laughs) I do like that in the early nineties, they were like, you know who likes each other, but won't say anything. The brainiac and the jock, they like each other and they've got this like honeymooners vibe going. Yeah. That's very weird in a way that I really enjoy. Yeah. Uh, I don't like that he calls her mama. I hate that. (laughs) Uh, And I also hate that uh, later in this episode, uh, Jesse fat shames a character. And that is uncharacteristic. Yeah.
2: She should be better than that.
1: Uh, So
2: basically they're like, the store is like tanking. We need to do something. Who can go to Mr. Belding? And who has him wrapped around his finger and can just get him to do whatever he wants? They send Zach in, of course, because Mr. Belding is a pushover. He tells Mr. Belding that they're selling used retainers as magnets, which is disgusting.
1: Yeah, the nerds seem like they're just buying things that they would like. Why do they want a used retainer magnet? I don't Maybe think Zach they is do. making that up. <laughs> I think Zach is uh, manipulating hey, Mr. Belding.
3: Had to buy a retainer, guys. They're is- Expensive. I don't know if you've ever had to. This girl had braces. Maybe they would secondhand shop. I don't. I'm not playing nerd devil's advocate, but I am saying, okay, I could kind of see that. But also, y'all have a fetish or something going on.
2: Yeah. I like it. the the mother's like, well, he can get a retainer, but he's going to have to sell that secondhand. <laughs> like, we're going to have to make some money back off of that.
1: Yeah, it's. He It's very So they I should love have
2: kept that, that. Oh, what? I was like I love that he convinces Belding to open up and then so in real life I feel like this episode would take place over the course of maybe a month
1: or but, may, or maybe in real life this episode um the plot line that they set up for most of the show would be the actual plot line. Yeah. And there would what? be char- there would be characters that are trying to sabotage them from making a profit. The nerds who make threats would carry out those threats, and like, yeah. uh, and it would be about Kelly keeping her job. And instead, it takes a hard pivot to the actual plot of the show. And it, in fact, they never mention the store again. <laughs> did they? Did they do it? Did they turn a profit?
2: He okay almost- so. It, I just—I like, yep. love that he turns the store around, like in between scenes. Like it goes from yeah. being owned by the nerds to, like, next day it's like fully stocked, fully renovated, new signage, all new management, yeah, everything. And
1: everything. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, yeah. Well, honestly, this is a show for kids, right? Yeah. Kids yeah. Like entertained, and if you look at any Nickelodeon show, say you were to analyze an episode of. Sweet Life of Zach and Cody Not that I've watched it, maybe I've watched it They kind of do take those veers Just to keep young kids entertained It makes yeah. me I-
2: wish that like I would love to write for a show like this Just because there are truly no rules No, Like you can just no. throw out Any type of like logic And <laughs> it doesn't matter I
3: mean guys, time out Wee, I'm gonna talk about What I feel about now, okay time in
2: Yeah, Whoa, where did Bridget go? I don't know Uh, I did like that Slater is wearing a shirt as security when the nerds come in. And he's like, hey, security, he's wearing a shirt that says
1: security punk. Number one, (laughs) that's the joke, Brett. You asked me before we recorded, what was the thing that I found funny? I love the idea that that they have a security punk number two shirt that they don't need yet. They have not had to hire a second (laughs) security member. (laughs) (laughs) Also, that that is the thing that is. Slater's job is funny to me. They're like, "Well, you're our security punk, yeah. <laughs> not a security guard, because that's lame." Yeah,
3: <laughs> he's got to be cool. Come on, guys, he's got those muscles.
2: I also, bet if you go on, oh yeah,
3: point from earlier where he calls uh, Jesse "mommy." Like, how did you we not know he was Latin? Like, guys use "mommy" all the time.
2: Yeah, that was how... Mario Lopez improvising on the set,
1: probably. <laughs> Well, mom. Yeah, he calls her mama, and we don't know why ever. It is never explained, and I don't think it's ever justified. But it is what he calls her. uh and and we also don't know what AC stands for ever in the show. I think eventually, maybe we learn it at the, in in the high school years.
2: Uh, August oh, Chesterfield. Yeah. August Chesterfield Slater. <laughs> So then, this is when you know no one's showing up. Zach then uh, just threw like the lightning strike of ideas simultaneously. The girls are like, "We gotta go to swim practice," and Screech is like, "I gotta, I gotta go to photo club." Like what? What is Screech's voice? Wait, yeah. what is Screech's? It's a screech. I gotta go to
1: photo club. Yeah, it's uh... voice
3: is always breaking. It never has a happy point. It's no. just constantly breaking. Like, yeah. it's constantly.
2: And once it gets to, like, Save the Bell, the new class, it is hard. Oh, he you,
1: he was a genius. That was his character bit. He built a robot with artificial intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> he has a robot. He built a robot. hes He's supposed to be a mad scientist. <laughs> and then they eventually just made him... A goober. Yeah. And I don't know why. Uh it's funny. um
3: so likable as a goober.
1: I like
2: yeah. him So then Zach is like, hey, Screech, uh, why don't you go oh boy, get on your scuba gear and go take a bunch of photos of our literal like best friends and also all of their teammates and also girls that are not consenting to this, just go under there, take a bunch of swimsuit photos, we're gonna turn it into a calendar.
3: How murky is this water? Why do they not see a man in a scuba suit? Where are they selling these swim meets? In also, this, like weird river? Are they swimming the rabbits? What's going on? Also,
1: there I mean there are a lot of questions. Uh, why does he have all that why does he and or the photography club have all that gear? All that scuba gear underwater. Why do they have all that scuba gear? Uh ready to go and be used. They have a tank full of air, uh, for his photography club. Which, if also, I know it, well, yeah.
3: How excited is Screech that he doesn't bother to take any of it off before no. he goes to the hallway to talk to Zach? Like he's like, so that means
2: that no, during the forget
3: sw- it, i no time. No time.
2: <laughs> during the swim meet, all the girls had to see this like creature from the Bayside Lagoon like get out of the deep end like waddle out, probably. I'm
1: just, it's... I'm just so mad. <laughs> also, I get why there is the swim team because you need to have them in swimsuits. Mm-hmm. So you work backwards. But why are Lisa, uh, who uh, ostensibly does not do anything because she is the rich girl, jesse who is in the debate team and various other uh and the environmental club and (laughs) kelly the head cheerleader why are they all on the swim team for this one
2: episode
3: (laughs) i think kelly's the secret jock here's my thoughts okay okay she is on this swim team and apparently she's the best on the swim team we come to that later right
2: oh yeah
3: also did you check her posters in her room Girlfriend's got a poster of like a tennis match going Tony on. Tony
2: Hawk. What yeah.
3: is wrong with you? Like, are you, <laughs> she has a pennant on her wall from the Lakers. I'm like, what are, <laughs> what other life is going on that we never know about with you?
2: Kelly contains multitudes. Also, no, that's I'll not i want to jump ahead because I also have a point about her room. Um, so. Basically, all the all the boys are in the are in the store now trying to buy this calendar. The girls walk in. They're like, oh, great. The store is doing great. But then when the the Red Sea parts, all the boys part and we just see the three cardboard cutouts of the impossible photos that Screech got. <laughs> and they and the girls are rightfully incensed. They are uh, so mad.
1: No, Brett. What? For comedy, they are. They think that Kelly looks great, and it is un- only until it is revealed that there's also photos of them oh, are right. they mad. They are fine with Kelly being ejectified <laughs> in order to make money. They are totally okay with that part.
3: Lisa's not mad about that. She's yes. mad about the wrong side. That joke I remember from my childhood, it's a great joke.
1: Yeah. It's this the wrong is side. also the only good thing that Lisa gets to do in the whole episode because they don't know how to write for her. Yeah. Uh, because they wrote themselves into a corner and have no idea how to write a rich black person. They have <laughs> no idea how to do that. And they so they just don't. They only write her in terms of screeches crush on her that is and, and she kisses the other guys variously throughout the show.
2: Yeah. So we find or out when
3: that someone else to say the second line of a three-line joke.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we find out that um Mr. Belding is the December because there were only 11 girls in the swim team. So it is Jesse's body with the principal's head on it, which is just like how expelled would Zack and Screech get just immediately, right? Even
1: before the Miss December thing. Yes. The idea, the very concept. There's a line later when we get introduced to a gentleman who is apparently, apparently not a creep. Oh, but yeah, that, so I was. W-
3: he is he's so great. I definitely was waiting creep. for that
1: turn. But well, he is the voice of reason in this episode. Yes. <laughs> Somehow. Uh, he says that he found out about this because a friend of his at a print shop saw this calendar being made and was like, I better call my photography buddy and not, I better call the police.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so when they go to Mr. Belding's office and he's like, You guys and first of all, at first I was like, Oh, cool, Mr. Belding's doing the right thing. He's like, You have to recall all these calendars, you have to rip them up. But then as soon as like Rick Trask from Teen Fashion Magazine comes oh, in, come on. just walks into the principal's office and he's like, Hey, these are really great uh photos. I'm doing a spread on high school fashion, which I just wrote in my notes, icky, icky, icky. Icky icky, icky, icky.
1: <laughs> this is so it's- icky. And they turn immediately. It's the laziest name. Teen Fashion tells me that that character is lying. And (laughs) we are are to believe that he is not lying, that everything he says and does is true. Yeah. Because this is not the episode where Belding's brother shows up and disappoints the crew, and they have to learn that sometimes adults disappoint you. No, he is not the problem in this episode. Our main character is the problem in this episode. Everything this guy says and does is the worst. Straight up, the worst. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he is not the villain. It is
2: so May- creepy.
3: Yeah, I read my note that I put down. I only made <laughs> notes. One was like, "sax hello, baby! But, like, another one was, where is this guy's abduction van?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: What? Is, are you kidding me?
1: <laughs> he is there. Like, and the fact that there are other adults later, with, with It's great because when they're at the max, which they're at, just at the max taking photos, because that's the whole thing, Brett, you would get to that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they want to do a photo shoot with good teen fashion. They pick the three. They pick the only girls on the swim team that we've seen photos of and we know. So we don't have to cast any girls. Thank we God. Just no more three. roles. Uh, no more roles for minor characters. <laughs> uh, uh, so they're going to pick these three girls. And they dress them up, and they just take photos at the max, and also the the school store, because they built that set, and they better get use out of that set they (laughs) built just for this episode.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And so, like, the photo shoot happens, the team fashion photo shoot with the three of them, and I just, you know, the uh, context within which it is happening is disgusting, the way they completely sold out. Lisa, Jesse, and Kelly from, like, having righteous anger to being like, yay, we're gonna be models! All bad, but the outfits they wear are perfect. Um, Brett?
3: Although, may I answer that with Jesse really got the short end of the stick in all the outfits.
1: Uh, I want to point out
2: at one point Jesse like, like- is wearing <laughs> Jessie, I, I noted this, was like, Jesse yeah. is wearing, like, head-to-toe denim, but then on top of the denim is basically, like, Leather chaps that had been embroidered over her what? jeans? What?
3: <laughs> Why? Um, I wrote... did you wrong on the costuming?
1: Stuff? <laughs> <laughs> I, I wrote down cowboy hat, and then I wrote down cowboy hat. Yeah. And then I wrote down cowboy hat and chaps. Yeah. <laughs> Lisa looks yeah. fantastic. Kelly looks all American in the way you would expect her I to. I kind of like like Jesse's first look is like a
2: power suit with business. like yeah business some kind of Jesse. like yeah. um, Ray Ban like aviator Melanie. glasses. Well, and not like sunglasses, but just like very nerdy glasses. Yeah, but I no, like uh, it.
1: Hot librarian is what they're going for, like yeah. our our like business lady that like lets her hair down, which is all awful. Because um, these cowboy- are.
2: These are what uh 15 so is if Miss Bliss is 8th grade this is 10th grade
1: so they yeah. are 15 or 16. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Uh because we lost a year between Miss Bliss and the show um because Kelly is transferring in and also AC Slater shows up uh in in the plot line. Um this is awful. Uh, every part of this is unbelievable. Like the costuming, the sets, the fact that they're not in a studio, that they're on location at places. They are, uh, just every moment of this dude, every moment of it tells me stranger danger. Yes. And outside of Mr. Belding for a moment thinking that, uh, his face on Jesse's body is kind of cute is too awful, but also kind of great. <laughs> Mr. Building is the a plus adult in this episode. Uh, that's a, that's that a weird episode. Like, you can't do this. You can't. Well, all right, well, that's exciting. And then like him being like very happy for, for Kelly and being like, Hey, here's, here's, let's make sure you don't fall behind in your studies. I'm a, <laughs> I'm not a great <sighs> vice principal, but I'm an okay guy.
2: So as soon as they get done with the photo shoot, we're now at the max. They're all hanging out. And then uh Pervy McGee walks in and he's like, hey, y'all, <laughs> they love the photo shoot. One of you is going to be on the cover for the anniversary issue, and it's going to be Kelly. And I'm like, this is all
1: happening so fast. That they're still working at the store. Yeah, <laughs> It's not <laughs> been a week gone. yet. No, but they're still working at the store. It hasn't been a week. I write down on my notes at this point, this this guy has to be
2: shady. going to lose her job at the store. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And the whole thing is, let's just unpack this for a hot sec. (laughs) The cover shoot is a month-long photo shoot in Paris. And when they run through her itinerary, it's like, you're going to be shooting at the Eiffel Tower for a week. The Elysees for, oh, wait, I'm like, I think that would be two days max. Maybe
3: that's where they're saving money because their first photo shoot with all three girls, I'm like, there's no grip on this photo shoot. There's no lighting crew on this photo no. shoot. I've modeled before, and there's always, like, ten extra people and a caterer. Like, all these people are non-existent on their photo shoot. So, that's why I was like, I wrote, wrote to Paris for a month for a photo shoot? Question mark. <laughs> I'm like, where is this
1: money? Maybe they just had big savings. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I think they started with the Paris, Texas joke for for Screech. <laughs> and then we're like, oh, yeah, it's in Paris. Because uh, that's a good joke. We'll just make it Paris. Uh, there are two things <laughs> about this I want to point out here. Um, uh, um, oh, yeah. OK. So in the background of, of the Max. They, those are all real arcade cabinets, and I think that's rad oh, that wow. they just have real arcade. Because there's a Mr. Do cabinet, and that's that's just I immediately recognize that, and I didn't probably when I was a kid, uh, and I <laughs> so I appreciate that, that they have real arcade cabinets. And then, um, uh, Zach is trash, is what I wrote down here. <laughs> uh, he is wearing yeah. denim jeans with no belt and a uh, sweatshirt tucked into his jeans
2: uh, <laughs> and
1: he is garbage. He is a jealous piece of trash.
2: Because his, his reaction to finding out that Kelly's gonna go away for a month is like, oh, well, I immediately need to destroy her dream. Yeah. <laughs> also, so, like, he she got her dream through his uh, skeeviness, and then yeah. as soon as she gets something good out of him being a pervert towards her, he's like, oh, BT Dubs, no, 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 no.
3: And also... Um, you sound right now a lot like our voice of reason that comes in later.
2: <laughs> yeah. Are yeah. are not are surprisingly not a pedophile photographer who's actually has a good hand on his shoulders. Uh against and all so odds. This, she's leaving tomorrow. On top of everything else, They're like, I'm leaving tomorrow and they're all shocked. What? <laughs> to um, be
3: fair, that's what happens with a lot of commercial gigs though. They shoot they cast and then it's like you leave the next couple days.
2: I did. So, like, the, uh, when they find out she's leaving tomorrow, Zach is like, okay, well, here is my way I'm going to get around this. He starts reminding everyone of all the commitments Kelly had made, you know, before she decided to chase a a new dream that she got through shady circumstances. And so, Uh, like, she's not going to be at the swim meet. She's not going to be able to help out with the science fair. She's going to miss Screech's
1: birthday. Uh, The swim meet that apparently they all care about that we never hear about ever again or ever before. (laughs) Yeah. Um, uh, Yeah. Apparently she's been she's a uh, Slater's uh, uh, science partner, which I'm sure Zach uh, didn't try to sabotage. uh, I'm sure. And uh, oh, also in the background of this uh, hallway shot. There is a fundraiser for the trip to the Exploratorium. And why can't we go there instead of what happens in this episode? Uh, (laughs) Wow. What is an Exploratorium?
3: I don't know. We'll never find out. I assume
1: it's one of those museums where it's like science, but fun. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, You know, like, uh, yeah. uh, And then Jesse also, Jesse Fat Shames, because they're going to replace her. And Zach picks the girl that is heavy. She's not and Her name the- is like
2: Marga Hergerbert like she has like some
1: that like garbly that-
2: Yeah, like a that- garbly like, you know, German name or something. <laughs> One of the most unbelievable things in this entire episode though happens here when Mr. Belding walks up and as you mentioned before, he hands her a Manila folder with, like, maybe three pieces of paper And he's like, I put together work to keep you up to speed on your studies. And I'm like, yeah. wait a second. Why is Mr. Belding doing this? Oh, they, wouldn't that be the job yeah. of all of her teachers? And wouldn't it be more than, like, three sheets of paper?
3: Like, in a month, they have low expectations
2: for her. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah they have real low expectations for Kelly. Uh, but... He is an adult that is showing care and concern for her so well-being, sweet. possibly which is above nice. and beyond
2: his job description, because it is not the principal's job to to put to put together a curriculum for one student.
1: Yeah, he's been, he's in charge of discipline more than anything. <laughs> so uh, can we then we get the photo shoot? And so this is the professional photo shoot. Mm-hmm. We see Kelly. People. Besides our camera person working.
2: So it's a little more Jill. And the the words of, like, the hype words that Rick Trask is using of, like, he says, like, ooh, yeah, be your own woman. You're independent. (laughs) (laughs) I love it.
1: I hate him. But. He, uh, I wrote my notes, uh, he knows trash when he sees it, because he's trash too. So he <laughs> knows the game that Zack is playing, because he's done that game before.
2: Yeah, he confronts Zack, <clears throat> and yeah,
1: basically tells Zach. him, like,
2: I've seen this done, man. You can't, You like, you gotta let her chase her dream, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then <laughs> Zach goes and visits her. Now, is Kelly's bedroom also Jesse's bedroom redressed.
1: Probably. They probably have one bedroom set that they turn around for the three characters that you've seen in a bedroom, which is Kelly, Jesse and Zach. Because the most famous
2: scene in all of Saved by the Bell is I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so scared. And that's in Jesse's bedroom. And so like that set is just like tattooed on my brain. And when I saw Kelly's bedroom, I'm like the layout is 99% the same, probably 100.
1: Uh, They may have not included the tree, which is important for Jesse's bedroom because Zach climbs the tree to go through the window uh, Mm -hmm. uh, to visit Jesse because that's what they did growing up, even though Jesse is not part of the past. Miss Bliss. Miss Bliss. Uh, But that is their history uh, because they go way back.
2: That was a thing around this era was boys crawling into girls' windows. Clarissa yeah. explains it all.
3: <laughs> it's a Dawson's Creek thing. It's a, like Joey Potter has her window creeped on all the time
1: by Dawson. Yeah, yeah. Weird. Uh, Sam climbs the Sam uh, uses the ladder to climb the window. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And in the episode of Clarissa's Who's It All?" where they go on a date. He climbs the window and then says, I'm going to go to the door and then climbs back down the ladder to go to the front door uh, because he still had to climb the ladder because that's what he does. And when Uh, when she
2: had the pet gator, she used to have to move the gator out from under the window so he wouldn't step on Elvis.
1: Uh, Yeah. So now, yeah,
2: Zach is there and he tells me, he comes clean of like, you know what? I've been manipulating your life. I've been trying to ruin your dreams. You should really never see me again. Oh, wait, no, he doesn't say all that. No. He apologizes 60% of the way.
3: (laughs) He never apologizes for making Screech cry. I don't think he
2: once for that no
1: he doesn't apologize for manipulating his other friends because he does manipulate them when he tells them that kelly doesn't want them to come to the photo shoot uh and slater should totally catch on that zach is playing a game because he's also a bad person uh (laughs) i kind of forgive lisa and uh because they uh lisa and jesse are bummed that kelly's not going to make the the swim meet um, but Slater should totally recognize that this is a game that Zach is playing. Uh, it, yeah, he doesn't apologize to them. He, but maybe he does because he does get them to surprise. Yeah. To be there. So like
2: the end of the episode is like, she's like, cool. Yeah. I'm going to go to France for a month. And then Zach's like, yep. Uh, oh, I can't see my friends. And Zach's like, yeah, you can. Cause you have a going away party. And the episode ends credits roll as all the cast comes in with like balloons and cake and stuff. And then. Kelly goes to Paris for a month, but that doesn't actually happen. She's in the next episode, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah. No, uh, there's no continuity. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. We don't find out if they turned a profit in the school store. Uh, We assume they didn't because they don't continue to do it. No. So you assume. Yeah.
3: All the new merchandise that they bought, even if they sold all those calendars, Also, we never learn how many calendars they sell after December gets ripped out of all of them, right? Yes.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that is a joke that they rip December out. Uh,
2: Also, it's weird selling a calendar in. I mean, this episode aired in November. Well, I guess no, it might have been a next year calendar. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But the show is timeless, so it's but also like
2: time has no meaning in. It is. It is all times of year all at once.
3: If she's going to miss the month, December would be the month to miss. You know, to go to Paris, and then you really miss two weeks of school.
2: That's true. (laughs) Christmas in Paris. Uh, Are y'all ready for some must-have facts? Yes. Yes. Cool. So as for ratings, I have no idea because ratings for Saturday morning shows are uh, hard, maybe impossible to find. Um, But ranking, so the top five shows, uh, the f- top five primetime shows the week this aired were, and just look at the era. Five, Murphy Brown. Four, Designing Women. Three, A Different World. Two, 60 Minutes, and the number one show of the week, Cheers. What a time for television. That is a very diverse top five, too.
1: Yeah, 16 Minutes being in the top five is unbelievable. I forget that that was appointment viewing for America.
2: Oh, Oh, yeah. That
1: when Sunday football went long and it, like, meant that 16 Minutes would have to start late, American households were pissed off. I forget how important that show was. Uh it was like because, a whole
2: week's worth of Twitter in one show.
1: Well, because there wasn't 24-hour news in 1992 or yeah. 1990. Like, this was the maybe, news program.
3: Maybe that's why we had all this fashion shoot, is so they could compete with designing women. Maybe they're trying to reel in some of those designing women yeah. numbers. Let's show some here, see if we
2: can get those people to tune in. Just a little Saturday morning designing action. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So I did find this, and this is super fun. I found the NBC Saturday morning lineup from this season. (laughs) So the morning kicked off at 8 a.m. with Camp Candy. John Candy cartoon. Mm -hmm. Uh, 830 was Captain in the Game Master. Mm -hmm. And this is NBC. And it was apparently a full hour of Captain in the Game Master, which, I mean, it's a lot of show. Uh, I loved that show. Um, nine thirty was Rick Moranis and Gravedale, other known as uh, also known as Gravedale High, which was a Rick Moranis cartoon that I did not know existed. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ten a.m. was Kid in Play, just the Kid in Play cartoon. Uh-huh. Ten thirty was Chipmunks Go to the Movies, which I assume is just a continuation of the Chipmunks franchise. Yes. Um, eleven a.m. was Saved by the Bell, and eleven thirty was Guys Next Door.
1: Mm-hmm. Which did not air for that long, if I remember yeah. correctly, because it was not good. either. I mean, the the real secret is, uh, Saved by the Bell is one of only two good shows ever produced by NBC on a Saturday morning.
2: What was the other?
1: Um, uh, California Dreaming. Okay, I did Well, that was actually good. Yeah, because they're uh, good musicians. They hired okay. they hired bad actors who could <laughs> sing and play instruments. They're not <laughs> really they're not really playing instruments, but like for real but they are good at pretending they're playing their instruments uh but every other show had bad actors anyway uh there was one about a basketball team that wasn't terrible but it wasn't good yeah hang time wasn't good california dreaming at least sounded cool
2: yeah i never watched so like uh, bridget what shows from that lineup do you did you watch did you watch any of them
3: I don't recognize any of these names. I think he named <laughs> one that I was like, I think I remember a John Candy cartoon, but then I'm like, I don't know any of these other ones. Yeah, None think, of them are, I don't know. I any think that. I
2: was like an ABC, CBS. I was definitely a Fox kid. Like, not at this time. Like, around like 92 is when I became a Fox viewer on Saturday mornings, but, uh, Around this time, it was probably more ABC-CBS because I I definitely watched Captain in the Game Master, but I didn't watch... I knew Cap Candy existed. I just didn't watch it. Um, I'm going to
3: be honest with you. I don't even know that I watched it at this time. I think I watched a rerun of this because they used to play reruns of this show a lot when I was getting ready.
2: (laughs) Save the Bell would just be on for like TBS in like the mid nineties was basically eighty percent saved by the bell reruns, I feel like.
1: Well, yeah, because of the Miss Bliss uh uh boost of those episodes to get them into syndication early, yeah. They were a they were a, they were airing in syndication while still on yeah. regular, which boosted their numbers to the point where the last episode, their graduation episode, aired in prime time on yeah. a Saturday night because it was an event. <laughs> uh, and then they did um uh then they did the uh 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 there was a wedding movie well the, there's a bunch of movies there's the the summer they added a summer on to it where they all went and worked at a country club yeah oh, uh, I, I know that one and then they redid the show as if they hadn't ended they did a second senior year with Tori uh and then they re-aired the finale as if the the year hadn't actually happened (laughs) truth
3: time did you like tori better or jesse better because they were never on at the same time right yeah uh one was the bad girl one was the nerdy type but had her own little sarcasm which one
2: I should use what? my time in quarantine to rewatch *All of Save by the Bell* so I can make an informed decision.
1: So, okay. yeah, Jesse cool. is a more well-rounded. Oh, Jesse's a more well-rounded character. Yeah. she has a lot more going on. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, Tori is a better foil for Zach than any character in the history of the show. Yeah, because she literally sees right through him and does not give a shit. <laughs> uh, to the point where she often, like is she is the antagonist in the show ah. uh that's
2: interesting that's a where, much more interesting dynamic
1: Whereas, like um uh uh the um when they go and they work at the camp the uh, the owner's daughter uh played by Lena Remini uh <laughs> right uh, yeah um right. that that relationship is way more honeymooners and, and and confrontational and like will they won't they than most <laughs> of the show <laughs> wow oh,
2: man so um on imdb where did i go yeah on AM, on imdb 272 users rated this episode an 8 out of 10 would you go higher lower or is that hmm. right accurate <laughs>
3: out of 10 is fair for this show. People who love this show will say, yeah, this is a pretty good episode for the show. The fact that I can still remember the cutout <laughs> and the line, this is one of the good episodes from the show. So I would say eight is fair. It's, a it's good... not the uh, I'm, I'm so scared episode, because that's clearly the 10 of this series. <laughs> that...
1: um, I would agree uh, with Bridget. Um, Brett, I want to give you my own fun fact about Saved by the Bell. Oh, yes. Um, so, save uh, by the Bell ran for four seasons, plus a fifth season if you count Good Morning, Miss Bliss. Mm-hmm. Saved by the Bell, the new class, ran for seven seasons.
2: Yeah, it ran longer, starring a whole bunch of nobodies.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, and uh, and uh, it is unbelievable because, yeah, they're just like, you know what character we should bring in? Screech? We'll bring Screech in. Yeah. <laughs> screech is our new Belding.
2: Well, and it, it's Screech and Belding for a good chunk of it, and then it just becomes yeah. Screech. Yeah. And what is wild is um, you can't find that anywhere. Like, Save by the Bell, the new class is not officially released. I don't know if in any format. Definitely not digitally or streaming.
1: Uh, And then the college years only ran for 19 episodes uh, and was pretty bad yeah because that was their attempt
2: to be like well we're gonna be a legit sitcom we're gonna air on in prime time on a weeknight
1: and they were gonna do another world only with just white people
2: but also like with this context of like these people are all sociopaths and they can manipulate time (laughs) and they've graduated from high school twice but they only remember one of them like this is so weird
3: Full child viewers into believing some of these plot lines, but you can't fool adult viewers into believing some of these oh. plot lines.
2: Oh, I need to do college years at some point.
3: The idea
1: that Screech went to the same college as Zach is unbelievable. And uh,
2: because he should be smarter or because he's so stupid? Because it could go either way. Because he I should he... be smarter. He should be, but. <laughs> Oh, God. Um, Who in this episode had the must-see performance?
3: Oh, for me, it's got to be Lisa with that cutout. Guys, if I can yeah, remember, a- that's my line. Girl, you worked it. You had one line, and you worked that line. Way <laughs> yes, to go, <laughs>
1: Um, I think the must-see performer is the nerd that says the line... It's going to be July in my house all year round, which is <laughs> an unbelievable thing to say to the person who you are going to be looking at. in All year. Y- you're saying to that person, the person who's been photographed, you are going to objectify them for an entire year. Yeah. <laughs>
2: 365. Um, I will give it to uh, Kelly because she turns out those modeling looks. <laughs> Yeah! (laughs) And lastly, must other people see this episode of television? what? Must other people see this episode?
3: Yes, absolutely. No. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Why? In my opinion, this is not Saved by the Bell hitting its stride yet. Uh, The characters are It's Still the Zack Show. Um, And I think that as the show goes on, uh, more characters get time to shine and you don't see it in this one. Um, Also, uh, to me, uh, once Tori Spelling shows up uh, as Violet, the show picks up um, because you start really seeing other characters. um. Also, there are no teachers in this episode and they're some of my favorite minor characters in the show. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the Micro Machine Man is in this show. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, there's a Jolly Man. There's a just a, a large, jolly person. There's a bunch of nerdy ladies, teachers. Uh, I'm just... Yeah, it doesn't have all the elements I
2: want. I think so, like, the Christmas two-parter, I feel like is also peak Saved by the Bell.
1: Oof, oof, the doofah. Oh, man, that's one of the most unbelievable christmas episodes of television yeah
2: i think that i declared that so i have a i have like 30 or so christmas tropes that i keep track of for all the various like work spreadsheets and like projects i've done and i think that that episode of television is the most christmasy episode of television just in terms of like it literally has every has a ton of carols they're all working at the mall uh there's a There's a Charles Dickens interlude in the middle of it. There is poverty tourism. (laughs) There is like, it is just, it's all over the map. And it is so great. But that is like Saved by the Bell trying to teach you a lesson, which I think Saved by the Bell is great when it is uh, trying to teach you a lesson while also being super silly. (laughs) And this episode is not trying to teach you anything. No,
3: no. Uh, It's clearly not trying to hone your sense of stranger danger. No. That's not what this episode is doing.
2: No lessons learned. Uh, no. Well, thank you guys so much for journeying to Bayside High in 1990 with me for an hour. Um, where can people find you all on the Internet to keep up with your, you know, quarantine content and talk to you about saving the bell and things that are good and uplifting?
1: Um, I am on uh, uh, Twitter and various other social media platforms uh under my name pat bear p-a-t-b-a-e-r um i stream model kit and lego set building i don't do video game i do some video game stuff but i mostly do model kit building three times a week uh and i have a really nice i'll say this i'm on twitch but my chat is very nice. It's a small little group of very nice people. Uh, and I'm constantly talking about new anime that's coming out uh, because that is something I started doing randomly and now people look forward to that. <laughs> uh, so I constantly watch new anime and talk about the shows that I recommend and also the shows that are very bad that are out. Um, but yeah, find me on the internet.
3: And I'm on the internet as SmileyBridge on Twitter. My name is Bridget Fitzgerald. No one can ever spell Bridget the way I do. B-R-I-D-G-E-T. So I have SmileyBridge.com. I also am on YouTube as YouTube.com slash SmileyBridge. You got it. It's easy. Uh, on Insta as The SmileyBridge. Why? Because SmileyBridge was taken. Sorry, posers. So who did that? that? I don't know. Somebody who wants to be the the SB, but there can only be one.
2: Ugh. <laughs> oh. And that does it for this episode of Must Have Seen TV. Thanks again to my guests, Pat Baer and Bridget Fitzgerald, for dropping by and talking about Save by the Bell with me. Next time, I will be discussing the Who's the Boss episode, Eyes on Angela. Eyes on Angela is in Season 1. It is Episode 17 of Who's the Boss, and you can stream that on Amazon Prime Video. Until then, I want to hear from all of y'all. Follow Must Have Seen TV on Twitter and Instagram, and let's talk about sitcoms. And also, I'm still going to keep putting it out there. If you want to watch live streams of classic sitcoms, figure out a way to get me your email address via Twitter, Instagram, emailing musthavcntv at gmail.com, and I will create a mailing list of streams, because I cannot put the Zoom link out into the internet, because teenagers will find it and draw swastikas on the stream, because that is literally what happened just when I tested it out the other night, because teenagers can't have nice things. Ugh. If you like what you've heard... <laughs> Please rate and review Must Have Seen TV and Apple Podcasts. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at at BrettWhite. Read the words that are at Decider.com. Thanks to Acast for hosting the show. Thanks to all y'all for listening. And I will see you next time on Must Have Seen TV. Selling
0: a little? Or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com work, shopify.com work. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices.